It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. God, it's good to be back. I want to thank all the great hosts who took time out of their vacations to fill in. And uh, we spent most of our vacation in and around the hospital as well as home. My wife had major back surgery. She's recovering as I speak, listening as I speak. And I, we love her very much. And, of course, we're hoping for the best. It just takes a long time to recover from major back surgery. It's a new year. Now, you know, it's weird, this New Year stuff. Like, suddenly things are going to change. It's a new year. So suddenly the police state that is the Biden administration is going to back off. So suddenly the border is going to be secured. So suddenly we're going to properly fund the United States military. So suddenly the miscreants, malcontents, terrorists supporting Marxists in the streets are going to go away. So suddenly half the nation that hates the cops will embrace the cops. And I can go on and on. It doesn't work that way. Now, I don't mean to throw a wet blanket on New Year's Eve. But I think it's best described by what took place at CNN. I don't watch it. I despise it. It's not a news network. It is a collection of social misfits. And there, there's two gentlemen drinking tequila to bring in the new year. That's about the way it goes over there at CNN. Yeah, that's the way it goes. You think Hamas cares that it's a new year? Islamic Jihad? You think the gangs in our cities slaughtering each other, they think, give a damn that it's a new year? Really? They could care less. I'm worried about 2024. A lot. I'm worried about it a lot. And so it is that we have to recognize what we're up against in order to engage it and defeat it. God gave us free will. We pray to God, most of us. But what we learn from the Bible is God gives us free will. To follow what's right or to follow what's wrong. And we pay the consequences. You and I, we, really by, by blessings, by, by things out of our control, we were born in the United States of America. What a fantastic country. Embraces individualism, free will, liberty, private property rights. Government's supposed to be limited and diverse, diversified. So that if people want to make something of themselves, they can do it. But if people don't, then they wind up on the streets. But that doesn't mean we don't try and help people who need help. I mean, we're breaking our country's back financially in the name of redistribution of wealth. But that's not my point. 
Republics don't survive very long. The Roman Republic, even though the empire lasted a thousand years, survived less than 500 years. Athens, less than that. The British Empire is no longer an empire. Britain's been invaded. Europe's been invaded from the Middle East. That's right, I said it. And I will say it, and that's the statistics. As I said, I speak the truth, and we've got to confront what's taking place. I've told you before, the puzzle about liberty, what vexes us about liberty is liberty gives evil people the ability to destroy it. You hear people even today saying, you know, well, these people have a right to protest and so forth. Shutting down airports, threatening people, scaring people, talking about the annihilation of people. Tell me, how many people have gone to prison over these acts? None. None. Not one. Not one. I laugh. January 6th was an insurrection. Really? An unarmed insurrection? Where nobody was killed except one person by the Capitol Police? That's some insurrection. Where the President of the United States offered the National Guard to protect the Capitol building and it was rejected by the Democrats? That's some insurrection. There was no insurrection on January 6th. You are living through an insurrection right now. It doesn't have to have a specific date that we put on a calendar. It doesn't have to have a specific moment that we talk about every year and lament. It has been a slow-burning insurrection. In academia, which hands out tenure to Islamists, tenure to Marxists, tenure to people who hate America, faculty at Poison Ivy Colleges, who in turn hire the faculty that, that follows them, hire this president. I'll get the president gay in a minute. Look at our media. Look at these people. They're not serious people. They're punks. Those of us who went to college, those of us who went to law, we've seen people like this. They're fools. They're buffoons. They have no accountability. They have no responsibility. And yet they are accountable for and responsible for the great divide in many respects in this country. If they only told the truth or even tried to tell the truth. But they take sides and they take the wrong sides. We have people in this country who hate the country. Why are people driving around in cars with the Palestinian flag? Referencing the Third Reich. Referencing Auschwitz. Who do these people vote for? Think they vote for Donald Trump? Think they would vote for any Republican? Who are these people? Well, let me get right to the middle of it. Immigration. And academia. And the media. 
This is the, the iron triangle of evil in America today. The media is a concept, free speech, freedom of the press, crucially important to a republic if it's going to survive. No question about it. But we don't have that. We don't have a free press or free speech. Certain speech is permitted and certain speech isn't permitted, depending on your ideology, depending on your viewpoint. We don't have a free press. We don't have a press that that actually tries to report news in as objective way as possible. We know this. I wrote an entire book on it, on freedom of the press. There's a study that just came out that about 3.7% of the press is Republican. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's not a free press. That is an ideological propaganda operation. That's what it is. That's what you see every day. That's what you hear every day if you're watching television, mostly cable, except for Fox and a few others. The purpose of immigration is to strengthen our country, not to weaken it. And immigrants are supposed to respect the laws, the rules, the people, the culture of the country to which they seek to enter. They are to embrace the culture. They are to be assimilated into our culture, not the other way around. What you see in the streets the last several months is the opposite. You don't see patriotic Americans voicing their rights, their free speech rights about some issue. No. You see people in the streets or a recent generation, young, first, second generation, in the streets, making the most vile, anti-American, anti-Semitic statements we've ever heard in this country, ever. And they're joined by the Marxists. And sometimes they're one and the same. But not always. And who are the Marxists? Well, they can be immigrants too, but many of them are homegrown. They're punks. They're not the 65% of the American people who don't go to college. They're the 34, 35% of the people who've graduated from a four-year quote-unquote education, a.k.a. indoctrination. They come out of our colleges and universities brainwashed. And that's the way it was supposed to be. That's the way John Dewey wanted it 120 years ago. That's the way Marx taught them. Destroy all social norms. Destroy the status quo. Destroy the relationship between the child and the parent. Destroy it all. Create something new. And what do they create? It's not new. It's tyranny. These two forces have joined. And by the way, they all vote Democrat. Maybe they'll vote third party, but they don't vote Republican. Republicans have their own problem, but not related to this per se. Why do you think the border's open? Does it help the United States of America, the citizens who are here, the legal immigrants who are here, does it help when nearly 800,000 aliens have hit our border? Since October 1st, 
where millions of people have come into this country unvetted. We have no idea who they are. This is purposeful. This isn't an accident. This isn't Mother Nature. It's not climate change. This is purposeful. This is Obama. And the other Marxists. Biden's administration is Obama's administration. It's the third term. It's exactly what it is. Biden hates this country. What do you mean, Mark? Well, he's a funny way of loving it. Funny way of showing he supports it. But it's Obama. It's his troopers throughout the government who are doing this. The bigger the government gets, the less control and say you have over it. And now you have almost no say and no control over it. Right? Academia. For half a century, under the rubric of academic freedom, the Marxists, the leftists, the radicals, call them what you will, have spent that time building an infrastructure within our academic system. Tenure, hiring practices, ideological tests, the impossibility of removing a professor, claiming it's all academic freedom and free speech when it's, of course, the opposite. They own, they own higher education in this country. We don't. We don't even have a say. Oh, there's a few outliers out there, a few colleges, a few. But there's thousands of colleges in this country. Why do you think that their budgets are open-ended? Why do you think student loans are being waived? Then you have the media, the American media. The American media is a propaganda operation. When one says something, it's whispered down the lane, they all say the same thing. There's no difference between the Sunday shows, there's no difference, other than Fox, between the morning shows, there's no difference between and among the hosts. It's the same damn thing, no matter what channel you put on, no matter what newspaper you read. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. Lots to cover. 
And as you know, we go deep here, not superficial stuff. Well, this is why I wait a little bit sometimes to see how things shake out with Claudine Gay, to see the reaction of the media, of the phony civil rights movement, and of course the Democrat Party, the umbrella for all of it. And I just posted this on social media. Harvard's millionaire serial plagiarist and moral reprobate has become a media civil rights and Democrat Party hero overnight. Why? Not because she's a victim. In fact, she's a victimizer. But because she got to be president of Harvard by means of the American Marxist agenda. Notice these same Claudine Gay defenders are among the most vicious, hateful, and vile figures smearing Clarence Thomas or any conservative minority. Gay is not qualified to be on any college faculty, let alone a president of a college. Because plagiarism is about stealing another person's intellectual property, knowingly lying about it, and deceiving the entire college. But Gay will now get even wealthier with book deals, speeches, and all the rest. Playing the victim card and taking no responsibility for her contemptible behavior and her unconscionable responses, both before the House Education Committee and her inaction as Harvard's president, in the face of Jewish students receiving threats, attacks, and physical abuse. Depends on the context you see in which that occurs. This may be what the Democrats and their Marxist surrogates promote, but it is nothing more than a racist view of black people, and especially black women. That is, that they cannot compete and succeed without special privileges, and worse, cheating and lying. Indeed, Gay stole the intellectual property of at least one other black woman scholar, Carol Swain, who's furious about Gay's thievery of her work. And of course, that is never mentioned. And the media and so-called civil rights leaders could give a damn. Why? Because Swain is not only a brilliant intellectual, she's conservative. Even more, the American Marxists own our colleges and universities. They want no oversight, no transparency, no real academic freedom and free speech on these campuses. The campuses are the Marxist indoctrination mills the Democrat Party relies on. The schools from which the so-called journalists graduate. And home to the mobs that have taken over our streets. Rigorous academic standards have been slashed. Admissions policies have become left-wing ideological tests based on the American Marxist agenda. Asians are discriminated against. Other preferred so-called classes of people are preferred. Dorms and graduation ceremonies are segregated. Conservative speakers are threatened and victimized, often have to run for their lives. Gay with the backing from Barack Obama, who I bet had some input in her statement, was the perfect Harvard president. The perfect Harvard president for the hate America Marxist revolutionaries. And they will fight to the death to protect these schools from any kind of reform, improvement, and accountability. You understand? Now, I've done shows on radio and on TV on on Joe Biden and his plagiarism. At length. I'm not going to do it and bore you with it again. 
at length. If you really want to know what's going on, if you really want to know what's going on, I encourage those of you who have bought the Democrat Party Hates America, it's playing out exactly as I predicted, and read chapter 3. Read chapter 3. The old civil rights movement is dead. The idea of equal opportunity and equal justice doesn't matter anymore. Because equal opportunity, equal justice under the law, well, from a constitutional legal perspective, it's been achieved. There is no systemic judicial inequality. Unless, of course, you believe the courts are corrupt and filled with racists. Unless, of course, you believe the Department of Justice is filled with racists. Unless, of course, you believe that all these DAs in minority communities in the cities are racists. Unless you believe all these juries in our cities and metropolitan areas are racist. But the Democrat Party is not about logic. They could care less about hypocrisy. It's about power. It's autocratic. So they'll circle the Ragnans around gay because she serves their purpose. The Associated Press is the largest press operation in the world because of its wire service. It is a contemptible, unconscionable rat's nest of bigots, racists, and anti-Semites. It wrote a piece today and sent it out to thousands of its subscribers, its media subscribers, every media platform, basically. Making the most horrendous arguments on behalf of gay and against those who challenged her. Politico, which is really the, the bastard child of the Washington Post. This was a win for conservatives, don't you know? Well, you know what? I wear that proudly. I wear that proudly. We conservatives oppose anti-Semitism. We conservatives oppose plagiarism. We conservatives oppose the segregation of students based on their identity. We oppose CRT. We oppose DEI and all the other crap that's being imposed on our children and on our society. We conservatives want to conserve our Constitution. We believe in the Declaration and that each individual, each individual is valuable because of the individual. A God-given right to each individual. Free will. And we conservatives will stand up against this American Marxist revolution. So understand what's taking place, America. And they all dance on stage like the Rockettes. The Rockettes. Oh, leg up, this leg, that leg, ass back, ass foot. Yeah, they're the Rockettes. Except they're ugly. The media, the Democrat Party, the phony civil rights movement, which is really now a Marxist movement. That's what it is. 
civil rights movement isn't about advancing the cause of black people. It's about advancing the cause of Marxism. Just like the rest of the Democrat Party. American Marxism. May have heard of that. The same people who are trying to destroy and have for decades Clarence Thomas promote this woman, Claudine Gay. Why? Because she is the quintessential result of their ideological advancement. And honestly, Barack Obama, in many ways you are too. That's why you have an affinity for her. That's why you lobbied on her behalf to defend her. That's why your invisible hand is behind much of what's taking place. I mean, you had an accomplished crap by the time you were a senator and then a president. But you're celebrated. Why? Did you do something great? No, you did a lot of things that were terrible. You weren't even a good president. You weren't even a good president for the black community. The hell did you do for the black community? Donald Trump did more for the black community than you ever did. It's the truth. So if you support people who steal not just words but entire paragraphs from another person who wrote it, And then lie about it. And then get advanced as a result of it. Become president of Harvard as a consequence of it. Then you're a perfect Democrat. And by the way, Al Sharpton, nobody needs a lecture from you, you a-hole. Nobody. About race or about anything else. You're a moron. But it is fitting that he is a sort of character witness for Ms. Gay, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's very fitting. These leftists, these Marxists, these Democrats, the media, think about what they're saying, as I pointed out in this post. Think about what they're saying to black people, to young black people, to young black women in particular. You should defend this kind of conduct. Because if an individual cheats and lies and steals the intellectual property of somebody else, because if an individual has hypocritically and unconscionably punished other people for doing exactly the same thing, said it depends on the context when you're harassing and victimizing and threatening and abusing Jewish students, it depends on the context. Understand that the entire Democrat Party apparatus supports it. Supports it. This is how you get ahead. This is how you get ahead in Joe Biden's America, and Barack Obama's America, and Al Sharpton's America, and Jake Tapper, I told you Jake Tapper's an, an a-hole, and Jake Tapper's America. This is how you get, get away with it. They are the racists. 
They are the racists. And what kind of message does former President Gay, who's a millionaire, a millionaire, she's not going to lose a penny. She's not going to be fired. She's not thrown to the streets. How does she celebrate? What kind of message does she send? To little black girls. Or to all girls. Or to all kids. It's alright to cheat. It's alright to scam. It's alright to be a fraud and a phony. It's alright. To sit silently. While your fellow human beings are being threatened. It's okay. That's the standard. At Harvard College. That's the standard at CNN and Jake Tapper's journalism. And the rest of the media. Joy Reid is the ideological and philosophical queen of this movement with her bloodthirsty hate and racism and anti-Semitism. And she's given a platform by Comcast to spew it every single day. And of course the lesson is for academia and everybody else never ever fire somebody of Ms. Gay's ideological ilk. Or you'll pay a price for it. Don't you dare, dare, challenge what's going on in our colleges and universities. We will not permit it. That's what's going on. Chapter 3, The Democrat Party Hates Americans. Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. All right, let's get to it and get it over with. It's painful. As I said, one of the honorary members of FU or Fatties United would be Chris Christie. And it's hard to get out of my mind the day that he was found on the beach. He was beached like a sperm whale. He needed the family members around him. The beach was cleared up because, you know, Christie's a man of the people. Everybody was told to get off the beach, but there's the governor and the family. And you have a helicopter crew. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going up and down the coast there to look at the damage and so forth. And some guy says, pulls out his binoculars. The hell is that? In the middle of the beach, there's nothing else. Look at that big dot there. What is that? So they start to speculate. What could it be? A whale, of course. More likely a sperm whale. Well, could well be. But there's only one, you know, and a lot of times when you find one, you find a number of them beaching themselves. Then they go down for a closer look. And there's Chris Christie in a bathing suit. 
with the upper body exposed? Of course, that story is not true, but somebody did see him in a helicopter and they go, wait a minute, the guy's on the beach. It created a, a mini scandal. Um, but I have to be perfectly honest with you, Mr. Producer. And again, I, I don't say this to offend people. I've been heavy. I'm working on it. I've never been 600 pounds, though. That much I can say. But I wouldn't be flopping on the beach like a flounder. If I were Chris Christie. But then again, I'm not, thank God. Now, so here's Whoopi Goldberg. Her real name's Karen. <laughs> you know, you can't make this stuff up. It is hilarious. Her real name is Karen. I have no problem with the name Karen. But some people, particularly Marxists, particularly Marxists who are like BLM and so forth, they will disparage white women. They'll call them Karens. And that means, in the vernacular, white woman. White suburban woman. White well-to-do woman. Who cares what that Karen has to say? That sort of thing. But Whoopi Goldberg is far from a white woman, and her name is Karen. It's like Sonny Halston. I forget her name, and that's probably why she calls herself Sonny. But she should call herself depressing, because she's depressing and moronic. But then again, that's the resume if you want to work at The View. And why do they call it The View? What does that mean? The View from where? The View of what? More like the pew. Anyway, Chris Christie, go ahead. What are we no, going to do no, the I next think, time we I get another should, one? I think they should try him and convict him in Washington, D.C. and send him to jail for it. And I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, yay, the clappings. Yes, yes, that's what we do in America. Right, Chris? This is, this is insane. These people are lunatics. Yes, yes. And by the way, the green rooms in these places where he shows up, you know, they have, it's stocked up with sodas, fruit drinks, bagels, donuts, muffins. And when they hear Chrissy's coming, boy, they really stock up. You know, you don't get to look like that by just dreaming. You got to work on it, don't you, Mr. Producer? You got to work on it. The intake must be immense. It's got to be immense. What's the food bill there? And, you know, the people in New Jersey, you must have spent a fortune. They probably had to raise your property taxes to feed that man. No offense, of course. And I will continue to humiliate him and other people who show nothing but contempt for America and the political system and our history. Period. Notice I didn't call him Hitler. Notice I didn't call him Stalin. Notice I didn't call him Mussolini. Notice I didn't say that he should be charged and sent to jail and a thousand other... Notice that. But he's there playing to the crowd. Yes, yes, charge him, throw him in jail. Modern America. But don't investigate Biden. That's political. Oh, I got another one for you today before I get off the air here. The effort to now tie Donald Trump into foreign money. It's sick. 
It's basically a replay of the Emoluments Clause effort by the Democrats. Hey, he's violating the Constitution that we hate and that was written by white supremacists and slaveholders. He's violating that document that we don't even believe in him and we don't even embrace. He's violating it. How? He has properties, he has hotels, he has businesses. And foreign governments, their personnel are using his hotels. They're buying his condos. They're actually... Uh, That's not a violation of the Emoluments Clause. If you're on the take from a foreign government like Biden, that would be a violation of the Emoluments Clause. So what they've done, listen to me clearly, because the backbenchers hopefully will repeat this tomorrow. What they've done is they've repackaged all this. See this? Trump took money from the Chinese, from the Saudis. He took money from this one and that one. How so? They stayed at his hotels, Mr. Producer. Did you see this? Oh, they stayed at his hotel. They love his clubs. They join his clubs. They eat his food. Oh, that's exactly the same as setting up all these phony corporations and having your son shake down these businesses and these governments produce absolutely no- oh they're exactly the same and the democrats on the judiciary oh they're so smart they're so clever look what they've come up with and the media chews it up and spits it out because they're sick too all right let's finish do you Jefferson Davis he was a great the law, though. Did he do what he what he's being accused oh, of? I think he's going to be convicted of it. No, he's no, going to be convicted of what, dummy? The Klan Act. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't thought of that one. The Enron Act. Oh, perfect. And of course, Chris Christie's such a uh, such a genius. Nostradamus. He's going to be convicted. Well, let's see a Democrat jury in Washington. A Democrat jury in Manhattan, a Democrat jury in Atlanta. Wow, Chris, you, you're very special. So Chris is all in favor of the Stalinist tactics using, being used against Trump. And that's what he's campaigning on. That's what he's campaigning on. Go ahead. She's talking about the 14th section three yes. of the 14th Amendment. I know what she's Amendment. talking yeah. about, but my... Jefferson but, Davis wasn't convicted, but... I understand, but Jefferson... Oh, she's a sharp one. Depressing Halston. She's a sharp one. Jefferson Davis wasn't convicted. So just because you're not convicted doesn't mean you're not an insurrectionist. So in other words, everyone can be an insurrectionist. Everyone and no one. Let me say something to Depressing Halston. You sure you have a law degree? I'm just curious. Oh, yes, I was a prosecutor once. Well, who isn't? Country's full of prosecutors and former federal prosecutors, former state prosecutors, former DAs. Oh, wow, wow. So what? Still a moron, still a lunatic. Ladies and gentlemen, Jefferson Davis wasn't convicted of insurrection. But he still committed insurrection, she argues. He was the president of the Confederacy. 
That's the argument? That's the argument? That because Jefferson Davis wasn't convicted? Convicted? Therefore, Jefferson Davis? That's the precedent for preventing Donald Trump from running for president. You see, because he's Hitler. He's Hitler! He's a dictator! And just because he's not charged with insurrection, and just because when the Senate voted not to convict him of insurrection, he's just like Jefferson Davis. Don't you got it? Don't you get it? Jefferson Davis. By the way, he was a Democrat. Is depressing Houston aware of that? Why is she a Democrat? Why would she be a Democrat with a history like that? Are they been or but the Republicans today are the new Democrats? Oh, okay, got it. This is how sick they are. But here's Chris Christie. Go ahead. Never tried to again. Okay, so we never tested that, Sonny. Right? It was never. It was never tested because Jefferson Davis, if I, if you can imagine saying this, the president of the Confederacy had some class <laughs> um, and decided never to run for office. All right, right there, right there. He's trying to be cute, but I want you to think about what this clown just said. The man who headed the Confederacy, which over 700,000 Americans died. The man who headed the Confederacy to defend slavery, who brought us to the point of a civil war. He had some class, says Chris Christie, because he never decided to run for president again. I mean, run for president again. He never ran for president of the United States. He was president of the Confederacy. But you see, he had some class, according to Chris Christie. He's not like Hitler, you know. He had some class. And yet if Jefferson Davis and the Confederacy had won, slavery would have persisted in this country. That's Chris Christie. But keep listening to Elisa Farrah Griffin. She's very, very important. Who is she? I don't know, but she's important. She was on ABC News Sunday show with John Carl with two other reprobates. She's got to be important, and she fills the Republican chair in The View. Well, then. She must have a stellar background. It's got to be something. Something that commends her to the nation every every day. Actually, nothing. Go ahead. That's the point, right? Look, this but, is their well, no, the point is the Constitution, and there uh, is a Constitution, and there's precedent, and I, he needs to be taken out I, by I the Constitution. I understand. I understand. Which one said that? Depressing Houston? Listen to her. He needs to be taken out. Christie says he understands. So he shouldn't be on the state ballots. Jefferson Davis has more class, the head of the Confederacy, defending slavery. And these are the people who who talk about the right to vote. These are the people who say uphold the rule of law. And there's this big slob sitting among them, among these yentas. They're worse than yentas, these reprobates. 
they're worse than reprobates. That's the point, right? Wow, that has never been tested, you know. So it is depressing Halston. So there's a constitution and there's precedent. He needs to be taken out by the constitution. The law applies to him, applies to every single... The law has never applied to a presidential candidate. First of all, the state itself doesn't have the power to quote-unquote enforce the 14th Amendment, Section 3. It's the federal constitution. That's number one. Number two, this would upset the entire electoral process that was set up by the framers. That was not the intention of the 14th Amendment, and she can't point to a single piece of evidence for it. No precedent. So the best they can do is Jefferson Davis? That's the best they can do? So that's what we're up against. Finish it, Mr. Producer. Go. Him like it applies to every it, single it, person. It, ab- it absolutely should. Yay! Yay! What are you applauding? I don't know. The applaud side went on. I'm applauding. And you heard what Christie said. It absolutely should. So Christie is a lunatic, a narcissist, and a buffoon. And a buffoon. But then there's Mika Brzezinski. Remember her father's big new? Oh, he despised Israel. It's big new. There were rumors about him and his views of Jews too, by the way. But it's big new. Despised the state of Israel. There's Mika. Mika and Joe Scarborough. What a fantastic couple, right, Mr. Producer? Together. Before they were married, of course. They failed in radio miserably. They said they were going to take a hiatus to... to work on it, to... to upgrade it. They never came back. Because nobody wanted to hear them. Then they found a grift over there at MSLSD. They tried at Fox, so Joe did. He failed. Fox has standards. MSNBC does too, but they're extraordinarily low. They're in the gutter. Here's Mika Brzezinski on the morning Joe today. Go. At the same time, the woe is me works for Trump supporters. Yeah. It's just another reason why they're coming after him and they, they don't want to take Can I the ask time. You folks a question. Why don't they ever talk about their side in any positive way? Why don't we ever talk up the country? Why don't they ever talk about what a fantastic guy Joe is, how he's united the country, the country is, is excited, the country's positive, the country's moving forward. There's pro- now, what would they do without Trump? Mark Levin. The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. Man, oh man, do I eviscerate Joe Biden on my opening monologue on Sunday, Mr. Producer. Fifteen minutes. But I want to spend time on it right here. Unfortunately, you're going to hear some of these clips. Those of you who work for a living probably haven't heard much of this. But that's okay. 
Joe Biden, demagogue, propagandist, fundamental transformation of America, is now the white knight who's going to defend democracy. He's destroying democracy, and so is his party. That is constitutional republicanism. In America today, America today, our founding history is under assault. Our families and faiths are being degraded. Individualism has been substituted for groupism. Colorblindness is now racist. Capitalism and prosperity are being devoured by economic socialism and climate change fanaticism. Classrooms have become indoctrination mills for racism, segregation, bigotry, anti-Semitism, and sexual perversion. And teachers' unions are hostile to parental involvement in critical decisions about the health and welfare of their children. In America, Joe Biden's America, free speech and academic freedom are shrinking. The police state is growing, as is monitoring and spying on citizens. The government is banning and regulating more and more household products from the incandescent light bulb to dishwashers, while creating shortages and driving up costs of others. Crime is out of control on our streets, public transportation, and schools, while police budgets are slashed and many prosecutors and judges coddle violent criminals. Our borders are wide open to millions of foreigners who seek entry into this country as drug and criminal cartels ship killer drugs into our country by the tons and brutalize migrants by using them as indentured servants and sex slaves. And the list goes on. The Democrat Party is responsible for most of this and much more. It seeks to permanently control our governmental institutions just as it dominates our cultural entities from the media to academia, from entertainment to science. It seeks to delegitimize and eviscerate the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, the Electoral College, the Supreme Court, separation of powers, and so forth, which obstructs its ideological designs. It abuses the rule of law by targeting its political opponents for harassment, investigation, and prostitution. That is prosecution. And in the end, it seeks to imprison them. On October 30, 2008, when Barack Obama shouted to a crowd, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. He wasn't kidding. On May 14, 2008, when Michelle Obama pronounced that we're going to have to change our conversation, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history, we're going to have to move into a different place as a nation, she meant it. The Obamas are not alone among Democrat Party apparatchiks in their contempt for this country. In fact, it is the rare top Democrat Party politician who praises America and does it sincerely. Democrat Party is a party that is built on the demands and propaganda of revolutionaries, demagogues, and malcontents. Has a horrifying history of supporting the most contemptible causes, including slavery, segregation, the Klan, eugenics, even lynchings. Indeed, almost from the start, the Democrat Party rejected the principles and values of the American experiment. Today, it is the home of another anti-American movement, American Marxism, with its various ideological appendages. The Democrat Party ruling class, elites and activists, are united in this revolution. 
You want to fundamentally transform something, as I've said repeatedly, then you don't love it. You don't like it. You don't want it. And when you want to fundamentally transform America, that means you're anti-constitutional republicanism. In a March 2023 speech to the Canadian Parliament, Biden concluded his remarks aimed mostly at further government-to-government space exploration with the Canadian government. He said, ladies and gentlemen, we're living in an age of possibilities. Xi Jinping asked me, in the Tibetan plateau, could I define America? And I could have said the same thing if he asked about Canada. I said, yes, one word. And I mean it, one word, possibilities. Biden wasn't talking about the possibilities of America. He's talking about the possibilities of government. Biden rules as an autocrat. Biden has said that he wants his legacy to be as bigger or bigger than Franklin Roosevelt, who did in fact radically change the nature of the federal government and its relationship with the citizen. And Biden is being urged to continue the transformation of America away from the founding ideals toward the Americanized Marxism model. There's no question about it. Biden's conduct on the Senate Judiciary Committee and the viciousness and dishonesty of his attacks on conservative nominees was appalling. Just as he attacks MAGA and Trump. Same tactics, same character assassination. Biden always saw himself as presidential timber when most did not. He lies and deceit, including his habitual plagiarism including stealing words and phrases of speeches by Robert Kennedy and Neil Cunnock, then the British Labour Party leader, as well as his blatant lies about his academic record, helped derail his previous embryonic presidential campaigns. And today, his lack of character, cringeworthy outbursts, and obvious stage five dementia, of which there are seven stages, are all but ignored or dismissed. That's right. And there's more when it comes to Biden. That is the opening introduction from the Democrat Party Hates America. The Democrat Party should be called the Autocratic Party. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden has taken an oath repeatedly to uphold the Constitution of the United States as a senator, as a vice president, as a president. The Constitution of the United States, in excruciating detail, creates a government that is nothing like a democracy. It creates a republic. It's not a parliament. Like Italy or Israel or Britain or most of Europe, it is a constitutional republic. The only kind on the face of the earth. The only kind there's ever been on the face of the earth. It's called the American experiment. You see, the fact of the matter is, the framers of our constitution learned from these so-called democracies and parliamentary systems and they wanted nothing to do with them. They wanted to limit government. And so they turned to Montesquieu. Who in very, very broad terms told them what to do. A judiciary, he said a legislative, 
and an executive. Powers divided. They're competing against each other. They're checking each other. It's called separation of powers. The president, like prime ministers around the world, is not chosen from a political party that wins a plurality of the vote. That's not our system. We don't have direct elections for president. Because the framers were brilliant. They understood factionalism. And they understood that the cities would control the national government. And they understood that the rest of the country would not join into such a a compact. That the people who grow the food, the people who, who mine the coal and the aluminum and the steel, that the people who drill for oil and natural gas, in other words, the people who are not of the city, they need to have representation too. So Joe Biden hates the Electoral College, as does his party. They want to destroy it, so 11 blue states control our government forever. They want to add D.C. and Puerto Rico to the U.S. Senate as states. Not because they give a damn about D.C. or Puerto Rico, but that would add four permanent Democrats to the Senate, so the Republicans can never, ever have a majority in the Senate. They sought to get rid of the filibuster rule. Why? Not because they believe in democracy. It's the opposite. So they can ram through legislation that can never be reversed. They hate the Supreme Court unless the Supreme Court does what it says. So they threaten Supreme Court members, Clarence Thomas, above all others. They try to destroy his character with phony media organizations, phony investigations, phony ethics issues. Because if they were serious, Soda Mayor would be impeached tomorrow. She's the biggest crook on the Supreme Court. They keep flirting with packing the court. FDR, the Democrats of today. But Mark, Joe Biden said no. Joe Biden has defied the Supreme Court repeatedly. Whether it was the student loans or whether it was imposing price controls on landlords during the pandemic. The president doesn't have the authority to do either. He defied two Supreme Court rulings, and he doesn't give a damn. Mr. Democracy. They want to nationalize our voting system to turn the voting system into the California's voting system. So we have nothing but super-majority Congresses filled with Democrats. So we could never win the presidency, we could never win the House, we could never win the Senate. It is the Californianization of the United States. No voter ID, voter harvesting, no signature requirements, and on and on and on. And they say this promotes voting. They don't believe in promoting voting. They believe in promoting power, their power. They've turned the 14th Amendment that was a tremendous amendment that had as its purpose to convey equal rights and due process on the newly freed black slaves. And what do they do? They turn it around, Section 3, to try and prevent people from voting for whom they wish. To knock a presidential candidate off a ballot. We've never seen this before, ever. And then there's Section 4 that'll come up in a couple of weeks that I've talked about before of the 14th Amendment. Where they claim, and Biden says yes, 
that Joe Biden has the unilateral dictatorial right to raise taxes, to increase the debt, and to increase spending in violation of the core function of the House and Congress under Article 1 if Congress doesn't do what he wants it to do. Joe Biden, who's done more to try and squelch your freedom of speech and communication than any president since Woodrow Wilson. Another racist and segregationist. Two federal courts have so ruled. The Supreme Court has said, well, we want to take a look at this. The FBI, the DHS, the other agencies under the Biden regime, threatening, pressuring, cajoling social media to advance their agendas, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's a cover-up on the Hunter Biden tape, laptop, and all the rest of it. We have Democrat members of the House who have put pressure on Comcast and Verizon and others to deplatform Fox, Newsmax, and OAN, among others. Democracy, they say. We have Democrat-controlled courts in New York and Wisconsin that, as I speak, are remaking the congressional boundaries in those states. I thought that was supposed to happen every 10 years. No, 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 it has to happen before this election. Even though the Constitution gives that power to the state legislature. Oh, democracy, America. Democracy. Joe Biden, who threw in with Eastland and Stennis, Two racist segregationists when he became a senator. Joe Biden, who forcefully opposed, was one of the leaders in opposition to integrating our public schools. Joe Biden, who praised Eastland, who praised Dennis, who praised Talmadge of Georgia, another racist. Who praised Robert Byrd, one of the men who filibustered the 1964 Civil Rights Act as his mentor. Who praised George Wallace when he was campaigning in the South in 1987. That George... Wallace. Mr. Democracy. Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best. The best of Mark Levin. You know, inevitably, the Democrat Party's infinite cultural, economic, and political interventions. Always in the name of the people in some virtuous and worthy cause lead to the steady decline of liberty and the steady rise of totalitarianism and the exploitation of the people. Fewer and fewer masterminds with an ever-increasing army of bureaucrats and enforcers reign over the citizenry and decide what is and is not good for them. The abuses of power are limitless, as are the justifications. And slowly but surely the people get used to it, even vote for it. Until one day its grip is too tight. Then it's too late. That's from chapter one of the Democrat Party Aids America. What has Joe Biden done for democracy? That is, what has Joe Biden done to strengthen our constitutional republic? Exactly nothing. What has Joe Biden done to help the black community for which he claims to have a role as a civil rights leader, when in fact he had a role as a racist and a segregationist. 
Absolutely nothing. In fact, worse than nothing. School choice. Choice. Is the civil rights issue of our day. Just because people live in certain zip codes, for instance, in inner cities, where crime is rampant, where families are broken, where gangs control one block after another, where people are dirt poor, doesn't mean they should have to go to the school right down the block because it happens to be right down the block. Those schools don't work. We see the statistics given to us by the government. They're not getting educated. They're not literate. They can't do basic math skills. Not because of their race. But because our federal government still still needs poor people. The Democrat Party still needs poor people. It still needs people that it can use as a foil. It's like the Palestinians in the Middle East. Refugee camps. In their own territories. They have to have refugee camps. Because otherwise the money from around the world will dry up. Well, same with Democrat mayors and Democrat city councils. And same with the Democrat party. They can't allow communities to succeed. They can't allow capitalism to flourish. They can't allow the system to work. So they fight to cripple it. Regulate it. Impose their will on it. I told you before, tyranny takes many forms. Joe Biden wants you to think about January 6th. He doesn't want you to think about Joe Biden. He doesn't want you to think about the character or lack thereof of Joe Biden. He doesn't want you to think about the obvious dementia of Joe Biden. He doesn't want you to think about the utter failures of policy that affect millions and millions of people's lives of Joe Biden. He doesn't want you to think about wide open borders where criminals, terrorists, rapists are coming across the border. The dehumanization of people on both sides of the border, sex trafficking. Empowering the drug cartels. Fentanyl, killing tens of thousands of Americans. No, 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 no. He wants you to think that Donald Trump is Hitler. And that he is George Washington. You know, George Washington who owned slaves, we were told. Joe Biden doesn't know anything about Valley Forge. He doesn't know anything about George Washington. He doesn't know anything about our Constitution, our Declaration. Joe Biden embraces the 1619 Project which smears America from the, first, from the first breath of our nation, which seeks to replace 1776. George, Wa- George Washington. Joe Biden embraces CRT, DEI, ESG, his main advocate, 
through executive orders. Joe Biden has destroyed equality in this country, replacing it with Marxist equity. He's destroyed women's sports. Because he doesn't believe in equality. Joe Biden blocked a black woman from becoming an appellate judge because she was a Republican, a constitutional originalist, and he didn't want her to be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. He sought to filibuster her. Never before in American history. Never. But she got the seat anyway on the circuit court in Washington, D.C. Joe Biden tried to destroy Clarence Thomas's reputation. And now, of course, the left do exactly that. But anything for Joe Biden. Joe Biden tried to destroy Robert Bork. Joe Biden has tried to destroy Donald Trump. Joe Biden is a punk. He's a hack street politician. Way over his head. But he's an egomaniac. He's a narcissist. And he's power hungry. He's money hungry. Joe Biden doesn't talk about the genocidal communist Chinese enemy, Xi, the way he talks about Trump. No. He doesn't talk about the leaders of Hamas the way he talks about Trump. He doesn't talk about the Islamo-Nazi running Iran the way he talks about Trump. The Democrats called Barry Goldwater Hitler. The Democrats called Ronald Reagan Hitler. The Democrats called George W. Bush Hitler. And now they call Donald Trump Hitler. Now, they have these videos of January 6th, the violence breaking into the place. And they want you to believe that was on the orders of Donald Trump. Investigation after investigation, charge after charge. It's not true. But they don't care. They don't care. Joe Biden says that Donald Trump even used a word that was used by the Third Reich. No word was used more by the Third Reich than the word Hitler. And the word rolls off the tongue of Democrats, Democrats in the media, Democrat operatives, so easily. So easily. But we have experience with Donald Trump for four years. And unlike Joe Biden, he didn't defy a single Supreme Court or court ruling. None. And unlike Joe Biden, he upheld the immigration laws, and he sought to secure our border, which is his responsibility under the Constitution. And unlike Joe Biden, Donald Trump as commander-in-chief did not provide billions and billions of dollars to Iran, hundreds of millions to Hamas and the PLO. In other words, Donald Trump did not provide money to rearm our enemies. He did the opposite. He cut them off. Hitler. 
He uses a word, vermin, that Hitler used, that the Nazis used. Vermin? That's exclusively a Nazi Third Reich word? When did that start? When did that happen? Today. Because it's convenient. And yet, compare Donald Trump's record on Israel with Joe Biden's. Compare Donald Trump's record of fighting anti-Semitism with Joe Biden's. Joe Biden embraced Rashida Tlaib on the tarmac. Remember telling her she's doing a fantastic job. She's a virulent Jew hater. It's all right. Joe can handle it. I mean, he did embrace virulent racists and segregationists in the 1970s. What's the difference? Joe Biden went to the National Action Network to condemn white people and to seek the support of Sharpton, whose history is loaded with bigotry and anti-Semitism. But he's a new man now, of course. He's at MSNBC. Joe Biden likes to talk about January 6th. We've got Jewish kids in this country, as I speak to you right now, who are scared to death to go to class. That hasn't ended. Who are holed up in their dorm, dorm rooms. Who are afraid to wear sweatshirts or shirts supporting Israel. Who take off their kippahs, their yarmulkes, so they're not identified as Jewish. Who take off their Star David. Who have to do whatever they have to do to hide their faith, to hide their ethnicity on our college campuses from sea to shining sea. And where's Joe Biden in Valley Forge talking about January 6th? Where's Joe Biden's national speech? National speech. Where he denounces anti-Semitism in his own party by up to 25% of the members of the House of Representatives Democrats by the American media where's his speech where's their action over there at the Department of Justice and the Education well they've brought some cases but not many the cases they brought are a result of what Donald Trump did with an executive order to make sure our civil rights legislation actually applied to fighting anti-Semitism. It never did. He signed that executive order. Hitler signed the executive order. Joe Biden doesn't want to talk about any of that. Because Joe Biden likes to talk about the Third Reich Because Joe Biden and his staff are more like Joseph Goebbels. And nobody will say that but me. That speech he gave today is a speech he's given before. He dusts off the Joseph Goebbels card. And he wants you to believe that if you don't vote for him, our country will die. 
because Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, that is, the vast majority of Republicans in this country, are like Nazis. They hate democracy. You. This is an attack on you. It's just that the global speechwriters are a little more clever than Hillary Clinton with the deplorables. Joseph Biden doesn't call you deplorables. He just insinuates that you're Nazis. Because you won't vote for him. Pretty disgusting, don't you think? Joe Biden says, we almost lost our country on January 6th. No, we didn't. How did we almost lose our country on January 6th? Was there an armed insurrection on the Capitol? No. Were the vast majority there violent? No. How did we almost lose our country on January 6th? It's an amazing thing how the Democrats and their goebbels like propaganda works. There's only one person. One person. Who offered to take steps 48 hours before, just in case. And that was Trump. The National Guard. Joe Biden didn't talk about that today. Told people to go to the Capitol, lobby, peacefully. Joe Biden didn't talk about that today. And he's not going to. And neither will Jake Tapper or Joe Scarborough or all the other lying filth in the American media. 